Hi. <sighs> Since we started last episode with a song, I am going to start this one with a song too. Okay, go ahead. I guess you ready? It's going to be beautiful. This girl is on fire. Just kidding. This was really bad taste. This was really, really, really bad taste. Uh, it was really bad taste, and I hate Alicia Keys, so <laughs> it was bad twice. <laughs> Just as a really bad guys, I'm sorry. As a disclaimer, I, I had no idea this was going to be the song, and I would have never <laughs> approved of this song. Not because of the Maybe episode, but because song. I hate the song. But also because of the episode. <laughs> I should choose a different song. This is no, you already fucked up. Somebody call nine one one. Fire burning. Shut up! Oh my god. <laughs> no songs with fire. Now I'm thinking of that song. We didn't start the fire. It was always burned. Okay, see? Oh my god, I hate you. What else? No, that's... Oh, there's a whole Britney Spears album, Circus, that we could use. No. No. No more musical ideas from you. I think we've had enough. I'm sorry, I'm trying to... I'm just trying to diversify No, here. we've had enough. Um, so, oh. welcome to Suspiria Podcast, because we never announced who mm-hmm. we are. So, we are Suspiria. This is a yeah. true crime podcast yeah, about are. Latin America, as mm-hmm. you should know, because you're in episode 55. Not really 55, but it feels like it. So, if you just started here, pause, go back and listen to the Park Maniac, and do things in order, like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. Actually, don't listen to the Park Maniac, because it is a lot worse than every other episode that we have. And we know that because people listen to the Park Maniac and they don't listen to any exactly. of the episodes. <laughs> they stop so. right there. They're like, um, never mind. <laughs> uh, no thanks. Yeah, that one That one was very experimental. So maybe start on episode like five. Yeah, I like that I episode. Know. I personally think I did amazing. I mean, oh, we did great. I don't know if other people think that, but I think I did great. So, uh, but yeah. it's funny because... Maybe, maybe they don't stop listening for the episode quality as much for the people quality so maybe they just don't like us and they're bad people yeah i think yeah i think they probably don't like yeah. us because it's a really fucking good case and it, it was like <laughs> one of our longest episodes so far so yeah uh it was really detailed but also we talked about ourselves a lot yeah it was an intro i mean we do that on every episode but a lot more but it was an intro so, so it is we not have to talk about ourselves wouldn't it be weird if you just yeah. started listening to a podcast and, like, let's say, let's say this was the Park Maniac. And we're like, okay, hi, I'm Stephanie. Hi, I'm Carol. So, this is the Park Maniac. Park Maniac was this guy that blah, 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 blah. That would just be weird. Mm-hmm. I would have listened to that podcast yeah. again, so. I know, right? So, yeah. It's not for everyone. It's just for, good, for you know, people with good taste. Exactly. So, if you're listening, you know, still listening to this Whatever, how many hours long after you listen to the fucking Park Maniac, you can pick up your um, good taste certificate at the gift shop and the exit of this ride. Exactly. Like, we are in a quiet taste. We're not, like, as my mom would say when I was little, I am not everybody. Because I'd be like, Mom, but everybody's Mm -hmm. doing it. She'd be like, but you're not everybody. So, Um, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're different. And uh, I just wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout out to whoever is listening to us in Curitiba. So apparently we have a, not large, but a significant following in Curitiba in Brazil. So hello, Curitiba. 
Yeah. How's it going? Hi, good to see you. And as usual, hello Sweden. How are you guys going? <laughs> I still have not Sweden, we see you. Yeah, I'm still waiting for your resume for my boyfriend applications, but okay. I see how it is. This is podcast at gmail.com. I see how it is. So <laughs> today what are we talking about today, oh, Carol? Man. Today are we talking about how did you translate that name? Oh guys, I need to um mention this. I don't think we ever did. We freely translate a lot of the names. Yeah. So I did not translate yeah, the so, name of this case. So uh, let's call it the Grand Circus. No, Grand, the North American Grand, Grand Circus. Grand North American Circus. North American. Was Grand it a Cir- North American Circus? It wasn't though. Yeah, that's why I didn't translate because it was it, it was like a brand. The brand was called. North American Grand Circus, but it wasn't North American. If I'm not mistaken, the owner was like Mm. Russian or some sort of, um, (laughs) yeah, person with like a Russian last name. So, so I think we're gonna just refer it throughout the case as the Grand Circus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, but yeah, it's the Grand North American Circus. Oof, I burped. North American Grand Grand North American Circus. North American Green Circus? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, North American, American Green Circus. Green Circus. Mm-hmm. So, this um, case is extremely okay. famous, as uh, you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Although we do some uh, not-so-famous cases, this is a really, 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 really famous arson case in Brazil. And, mm-hmm. um, as you know, we get a lot of our information from Linha Direta, which is... Brazil is America's Most Wanted. And this mm-hmm. is the most terrifying episode of Lina Direta to me because I, one, um, you guys might not know this, but I am terrified of clowns. And this all happens <laughs> in a circus. And what's in a circus? Clowns. And this whole thing, Clown. the whole, like, the whole, like, just picturing myself anywhere near this crime scene give me anxiety. So, um, even though I love you guys, our listeners, a lot, I <laughs> did not rewatch the episode because I knew I would have nightmares. Mm-hmm. This is how bad it is for me. So, just putting it out there. Yeah, I did, so I can terrify Stephanie anyway. I am going to so, kill you. Yeah, I'll be sure to mention clowns throughout the way. I will kill you, and I will stab you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm still sick, guys. It's been a week, but I'm still sick. Just kidding. It hasn't. <laughs> For us, we're being sneaky. It hasn't. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. We're just being sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Stephanie's been partying too much. So, yeah, we have to record some episodes in advance. Don't blame it on me. We have to be the joint people to hold the blame for all of this. The joint people to blame. Yes. yes. I mean, we've just been kind of busy this past... Yes, and I'm going on vacation week. next week. Yeah. So if you see me in New Orleans, don't talk to me because I'll probably think you're some sort of stalker. So. Can you imagine if someone recognizes us? I don't think like, so, but it's weird because like, sometimes... I think people ever will. I don't think it's like from the podcast. I think it's just people in general thinking that I look like someone they know. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes I'll be at the supermarket and people will be, like, staring at me. Like, straight up staring. And I'm, like, <laughs> looking at them and they're looking at me and I'm, like, can Excuse you me. not? Like. Yeah. Moving on. So, the fire at the North American Grand Circus happened on December 17, 
1961, and it left over 500 people dead and 800 injured. It's known as one of the biggest fires in the history of Brazil. So, how did it happen? What's the circus? And let us know what the fuck is going on, Carol. So, the Grand Circus premiered in Niterói, that's in the beautiful state of Rio, Mm -hmm. in December 15th of the year 1961. It was known as the biggest and most complete in the sense that it had all possible attractions the circuit could have in Latin America at the time, being comprised of 60 artists, 20 employees, and 150 animals. The owner of the circus, Danilo Stevanovich, Russian, uh, <laughs> the Nil Russian, that's the name, mm-hmm. He had just purchased a brand new nylon canvas that weighed six tons. It was a it was a big part of the advertisement that the circus was the new invention of the time. The circus arrived in town a week before it premiered and it was set up at the Expedicionario Square in the center of town. So you can imagine like Yeah, especially the, like in the sixties. The buzz and stuff. In the sixties there's nothing to do at all. And, mm-hmm. like, this was a thing. There's, like, especially in Brazil, I know that here in the 60s, people had TVs and stuff like that. In Brazil, they had radio. Um, if you were really, really wealthy, you had a TV. But it was mostly radio mm-hmm. and, like, obviously books. Um, they had these things called uh, hydronovelas, which um, I don't know if mm-hmm. they actually had these here in America. Probably. But it would be, like a, like, a soap opera, but through the radio. So they would have those, like, every day. So having a circus, especially, like, a big, big circus like that come to town yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you say that anywhere, but, like, the capacity of a uh, circus that is that big, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how many, like, that's 500, killed five. There are 3,000 people. They killed 500 the, people. Yeah. Yeah. 3,000 people in there. Like, it's huge. For yeah. the time, that's like half of the city, you know? Yes. It's like, Nitero, I don't think it was that big back then, so it's, it's the buzz, you know? People are excited about that event. So, since the circus was a giant attraction, they, the setup required several employees. Danilo hired around 50 people to set it all up. One of these employees was Adilson Marcelino Alves, also known as Dequinho, who had a rap sheet. <laughs> Almost thought you were going to say that he had a rap band. <laughs> no, no, a rap sheet. Like, a know, rap like sheet. Like a criminal sheet. <laughs> My god. Had a rap sheet that included robberies and it was known for being mentally ill. He worked for only two days before being fired by the Nilo. Inconsolable when it states that he would constantly walk around the circus's immediate area. So. They say on the Linha Direta episode that it is that he is like mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. You know, like he had a really low IQ. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he really like wasn't happy about being fired and everything. Yes. I'm not saying that that is necessarily related to his illnesses or anything, but it's he was um, very vindictive. Yeah. yeah, and like, even, like, I, I'm i not saying that he was fired for being mentally handicapped, but I wouldn't put it past mm-hmm. 
the owner. Because even now, like, disabled people yeah. don't really get jobs in Brazil. So, can you imagine the 60s? Mm-hmm. And he was black. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, so, there are so many people in the circus on the day of the premiere that Danilo suspended the ticket sales, which frustrated many circus goers. Because people wanted to see the circus. Dekian attempted to enter the circus without a ticket on that same night, but he was seen and stopped by Edmilson Juvencio, who was the elephant caretaker. Can you imagine that? That's so cute, an elephant caretaker. Not the guy cute, but like, yeah, that's a cute job. Yeah, except that they probably beat the hell out of the elephant. Oh my god, you just ruined things for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was picturing them petting the elephant and giving the elephant some water. So... Yeah... On the next day, Saturday, December 16th, Dakian continued to walk around the circus and provoked the usher, uh, Maciel Felizardo, whom he believed was to blame for his being fired. They argued and mm-hmm. Maciel beat up Dakian, who tried to fight back and said that he would have his revenge. Mm. So, during the afternoon of December 17th, the king got together with José dos Santos, known as Pardal, Sparrow, Captain Jack, Sparrow, <laughs> Walter Rosa, <laughs> Walter, and uh, so he got together with Sparrow guy, and Walter Rosa dos Santos, aka Bigode, that's mustache. So, I love people that got get kid named, that kid named, <laughs> kid nicknamed. No, it's like I love how Brazilians. Bigodi, like, We'll literally do the Michael Scott thing. Remember when Michael Scott yeah. goes on the tour and he goes, mustache, glasses, <laughs> baldy. That's literally what Brazilian people do. Yeah. Like, my Everybody's uncle's nickname it. is Potato. Just because his nose Pot- is shaped like a potato. That's literally... Yes, I've known several potatoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that my uncle's name was not Potato until I was in, like, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I always thought that his name was Potato. Because that's what people call him. So that's like such yeah. a Michael Scott thing. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it's always like the like if a guy's skinny, your nickname is skinny. If yes, skinny. Like if if you're yeah, black, like, hey, your fat. name is like, blacky. If you're fat, yeah. okay, here's fatty. Th- that's so funny. Yeah, it's funny because um, this guy that I liked in Brazil, his nickname was Coxinha, because his nose looked Cochinha. like a Coxinha. Coxinha. Oh. Yeah. So. Cushinha is that we talked about Cushinhas before on the Upside Down episode. So if you guys haven't listened to that, Cushinhas are the crown jewel of Brazil. They are like the most delicious thing, and I will protect them with my life. Exactly. They are the best. No, seriously, seriously. I recommend you wherever you are right now. Open Google Maps. I'm watching you. Do this, okay? Open Google Maps. Type in Cushinha. Brazilian. Right, no, just Brazilian. You're gonna walk in that place and you're gonna scream coxinha at people, <laughs> and they are gonna throw coxinhas at you. Yes, I am telling you. Yes, yes, you get some coxinhas because I can't yeah, eat them, so I will, I will live that. vicariously through you. I'll eat some for you. Yep, so, so anyways, <laughs> so, anyways, um, Sparrow, Bigodi, and the Kinga started a plan to set a fire to the circus. They met at a place known as Ponto do Reis, which was at the line between the first Fonseca neighborhood and the center of town, and put the plan in action. One of the king's friends, who was in charge of buying the, gla- the gas, 
tried to warn the head of ticket sales, but the tickets were sold out about the risk of um, many dying that day. Why would you? Hmm? I'm very confused about that. Like, that person is in with the plan, they're buying gas, but they're also warning people Yeah, because he, he, so, basically, that king was trying to get revenge on the circus owner. So, he was like, I'm mm -hmm. gonna, I'm gonna destroy the circus, because then he's not gonna have a way of making money. But this guy that bought the gas, he felt bad, because he knew that if yeah. they set fire to the circus, people were gonna get hurt. So, that's why he but warned. Why did he buy the gas? Like, because well, he's probably right? a little shit. <laughs> like he could have just not I just bought the gas. That would play out. But like yeah. he, I don't know what that king had over him, but he still bought the gas, and I bet he felt like he was doing the right thing by buying the gas, but still warning people because it was like, okay, I'm buying the gas, but I'm letting people yeah. know they're gonna die. So, yeah, like you can see that he's clearly not like he, his head yeah. is not at the right place. So there mm -hmm. were over three thousand people in the audience that night. 20 minutes before the show. Well, actually, I wrote that night, but I don't... I think it was in the afternoon. I don't think it was at night. Yeah. I just picture it being night, but I don't think it was at night. So, yeah. um, 20 minutes before the show was set to start, the flames engulfed the circus. The fire <laughs> was set to a piece of the canvas, like, to the side, and it quickly spread. 372 people died instantly, and the number grew gradually to 500. 70% of which were children. Oh, no. Yeah. So many people had their lives spared because an elephant escaped its cage, ripping some of the canvas away while trying to run from the fire and thus opening a passageway for the people to run away. You go, elephant. The canvas, which had been advertised as being made of nylon, was in reality made of cotton covered in paraffin. Which is extremely flammable. So some people, when I watched this, uh, when I watched Leandretta, I remember people describing it as like the canvas melting on top of them and ripping their skin away. So mm -hmm. that's why so many people died yeah. instantly because it was literally like liquid fire falling on top of people. Like, oh my god, I can't, like, no. Like being trapped under six tons of that yeah like imagine you a little girl like oh no oh hell no mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and mostly kids too yeah, so it's like kids are the ones that want to go to the circus so so uh it was a tragic coincidence that the doctors in the state of rio were on strike on that same day at the um, Antonio Predo Hospital, which is the biggest one in Niterói, it was closed. The crowds broke into the hospital, and the doctors on strike were called upon through the radio, um, through soldiers in the army, and showed up as soon as possible. Doctors from private private practices also showed up. All theaters and movie theaters in Niterói, Hugh, and other neighborhood towns, neighborhood neighboring towns canceled all their spectacles to check if there were doctors in the audiences to let them know about the tragedy, which is just nice. Everybody yeah. started working together. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And also there's a lot of victims, so it's like you need all the help you can get. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Priests were also called upon to give people their anointing as they didn't know if anyone would survive um, their severe burns. 
During the following days, many local and national celebrities went to Niterói to volunteer, and among these was the president at the time, Jean Goulart. Wasn't I think that was the famous plastic surgeon that we that Brazil has? Evil Pitangui. Yeah, I think he did, he he was on that episode. I think, and he went to um, I don't know if it was before. Probably, no, it was probably after. Um, yeah, because I don't think he was that old. Passed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, to help with the with um plastic surgery for the victims, even. Yeah, let's see. Like Let me he, Google actually. No, he yeah. he was uh, no, he was thirty five, so he could have been a doctor by then. So it mm-hmm. could could have been mm-hmm. him. Yeah, that was doing. Yeah, yeah, I I actually remember that, from the yeah. Now that mm-hmm. you're mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so I mean sad. I don't know enough about him, but I think he's a pretty nice guy. Like he does a lot of plastic surgery and stuff. For he me. did. He died already. Yeah. Yeah. He, di- he did died. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, but he was the most. Yeah, he was the most prolific uh, plastic surgeon in Brazil, before Doctor Ray. Before Doctor Ray, of course. Yes. Oh, man. So. <laughs> so. Anyways. <laughs> The funeral homes were overwhelmed with the amount of bodies that they had at hand because obviously no town expects 500 people mm-hmm. to just drop dead. Um, they didn't even have yeah. enough coffins to bury everyone. The Caio Martins Stadium was quickly turned into a temporary workshop for urns and coffins with carpenters mm-hmm. who worked day and night just building uh, coffins and urns for people, obviously. The local cemeteries had no local vacancies. So a ranch in San Gonzalo, a neighboring town, was used as a makeshift cemetery to bury the dead. Because, mm-hmm. you know, since people were pretty much melting away under the canvas, a lot of people's bodies were not completely recovered. So mm-hmm. there's also that, which is awful. So based on testimony from witnesses and, and circus employees, the king was arrested on December 2012, Merry Christmas, his accomplices were also arrested. On October 24th, 1962, he was sentenced to 16 years in prison, plus 6 years in asylum as a security measure, of course. Um, he ran away from p- prison in 73. Less than a year later, he was murdered. Bigodi was sens- sentenced to 16 years in prison, plus a year in a farm. Pradal was sentenced to 14 years in prison, plus 2 years in a farm. And when we say in a farm, they were not just chilling in a farm. They were working. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, working yeah, the butt stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. This case is awful. It is really. I awful. don't really know. I think, I think that what makes it so terrifying to me is probably the claustrophobia and being trapped mm-hmm. with clowns and just like I have this general mistrust for circuses as a whole, <laughs> and then I find out about this circus where some crazy guy yeah. set fire to everything so what if i'm just sitting in a circus with my kid and some dude decides to set fire to everything you know yeah it's something i try not to think about that how like easy it is for you know like in an enclosed place space like that for you yes. to become like trapped it's just like and shootings yeah. like oh my god no mm-hmm. yeah that was a shooting here in Florida. Saw that yeah, I know, I saw night. that. It was awful. Yeah, it sucks. You know, and the school I used to go to had a shooting happen there. 
Like, it wasn't, sh like, a mass shooting, but it was, like, a gun incident. And the very last day of school that I, last day that I went to school, like, my senior year, they oh had a gun God. threat. So I had to, like, yeah, I spent till, like, my, my whole day basically, like, sitting, like, kind of scary. But, yeah. I don't think I've ever sucked. had that happen. Like, we had shooting drills at my school and fire drills, but we've, well, actually, we had a, a kid come in with a gun, but it mm. wasn't a thing where it caused panic, because it was just mm. literally, like, I saw a kid walking, and then I saw security walking behind him, <laughs> and, like, later on, we found out that he had a gun, but it wasn't like he mm. had a gun and he pointed at people, mm. you know? I don't even, like, yeah. now that I think about it, I don't think he brought the gun necessarily to kill people i think he just brought mm -hmm. it in to show it to his friends because <laughs> it sounds like something teenagers do teenagers yeah. are stupid as hell yeah speaking of teenagers i just gave my nephew my netflix password because he's <laughs> like oh i don't know what to do blah, blah. i was like why don't you watch some netflix he goes oh i don't have a netflix account i was like wait a minute you don't have my password so i gave him my password and he was like okay i'm gonna start watching and I was like, okay, start watching under your mom's uh, user so you guys can share, like, uh -huh. the username or whatever. And then I remembered that my sister, his mom, she's watching Orange is the New Black because she loves Orange is the New Black. Uh -huh. And I'm like, he's 13. He should not be watching Orange <laughs> is the New Black. So uh -huh. I go, okay, why don't you watch, like, the kids section? And if you want to watch something else, you let me know and I'll let you know if it's scary. Because I told him it's scary. I, I'm not going to tell him there's boobs and pussy. Because he's a teenage boy. He's going to want to see that. Yeah. So he goes, Auntie, so I want to see Matilda. Is that fine to watch? And I'm like, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah, Matilda's <laughs> great. Matilda's like the best movie. Matilda's like the best movie yeah. ever. When I was little, I literally thought I was going to be Matilda and like discover my powers. Have you seen the people that do yeah. the video, the Matilda video, moving the stuff around? Oh, my God. There's so many people doing it now. And I'm like, I wish I had friends to do this. Carol, come over so you can mm. do that with me. Yeah. The Matilda video. Literally all I want yeah. in my life. No, Matilda, like, I love this so much. Like, I have so little, like, food cravings. But I crave the um, that chocolate cake. Like really so much, yeah. Like the Matilda chocolate cake, you know the, yeah. that scene. That yeah, cake, I remember. Like, that that cake spoke to me in like spiritual levels. <laughs> like I can't, I cannot describe it. <laughs> no, it was. Dude, what else? What else do I have? Like food cravings from. I think I the only food know. craving I had was from El Chavo. The ham sandwich. Yeah, then I I learned how to make it, and it wasn't like it wasn't that great. I was like, oh, this is it. He made it sound mm -hmm. so good. He was like, if I had money, I would get a ham sandwich. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and I was like, I want to try the ham sandwich. And then like yeah. I found because there used to be way back in the day. I don't think it exists anymore. There was like a, a travel website, like a Brazilian one, like a fan mm -hmm. site, and they taught you every recipe. They taught you how to make like the costumes at home. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So that's how I found out about it. And I was like, oh, ham sandwich. And then it was just, it was a ham sandwich. Yeah. It was nothing special. I liked El Chavo growing up, but then I watched it again. And I was like, those people are mean. El Chavo's like a poor kid. 
know? Oh I my saw, god. Like, a, a d- different eye. No, movie. I still love it. I can still watch it. Like, El yeah. Chavo, Chapolin Colorado, uh, uh-huh. Chespirito, anything with him, I can watch, like, every day, yeah, all day, every day. It. Just like The Office and Parks and Rec. But the episode oh, yeah, that got to it. me from El Chavo, all of you Latinos are going to you're gonna remember <laughs> this episode, hopefully. But it's when uh, the guy's, like, stealing all the, the irons from the village. And then he blames mm-hmm. it on him, and they kick him out of the village. And I was like, "Don't oh, kick no. him out!" And they play like no. the saddest song. They're like, "You're a robber. You're a little saddest. robber. You're a thief." Blah blah blah. Oh my god, that like still gives me the feels because I'm like, he didn't do uh-huh. anything. It wasn't him. <laughs> you know? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. There was another one that was really sad. Not sad, but that I always cried because it was like the one with the. Oh my god, what was the part exactly of the lollipops? That Ochawa has like two lollipops and he gives one. Well, I don't know what the name, what her name is. The the Yeah, Shikin. But how, how is it in Spanish? Chilindrina. Chilindrina. Yeah, he gives her like one of the lollipops and they're friends. Like, I don't know why that makes me cry like every time I watch it. So sad. Yeah. So sad. It's because they're like fighting and then they make, I don't know. I. So yeah, cool. no, yeah. for real. I'm gonna make my kids watch that, even if they don't want it. Yeah. Listen, I have all the El Chavo episodes. I have all the episodes from um, Castello Hachimbo. Oh my god, best show! I have ever. every single one of them. It's on YouTube now. I found it, out fuck, recently. All of them are on YouTube. Oh, um, no, I have all the Dungeons and Dragons, all the Thundercats. Mm-hmm. I don't care oh. if you don't want to watch it. You're fucking watching it. You're not gonna watch. <laughs> What's the, what's that stupid pig that all the kids like? That stupid pig? You're not watching that. Yes, you're not watching that. No. And those like stupid like my nephew loves those stupid little videos of that old woman that plays with the toys. I forget her name. <gasps> the one that makes a ton of money. He watches Creepiest that thing ever. All day, and he literally he's like watching it. There's another yeah. one. Um, it's someone that like. They play with shapes and colors, so they'll be like, okay, blue, orange, blah, 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 and it's literally random shapes and colors, and my nephew's just, like, glued to the phone, and he cannot stop watching it. I'm like, what kind of witchcraft is this? Like, (sighs) Yeah. It's people that play with the YouTube algorithm and also that play with kids' primitive Yeah. and they go, like, yeah, it's... I don't know why they make so much money off of that. Like, as a kid, if I saw someone playing with a toy, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to watch this. I'd be like, okay, where's my toy? Like, (laughs) you know? They make money because kids can't skip videos. No, but he knows how to skip. He knows how to open YouTube. He knows how to search. Yeah, he knows how to skip (gasps) everything. And he doesn't even know how to talk. He knows, like, if you give him a phone, he knows how to go on YouTube and how to find his little stupid little video. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, and no one, no one taught him how to do that, though. He literally picked oh, up the phone once and just did it. Isn't that crazy? Oof. That's how kids are going to be. They're going to come out of yeah. the womb just playing with shit. Just playing with shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can hope that they'll be smarter than everyone else, but will that be the case, really? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't even know what's going to happen when he learns how to talk. Because, like, he can talk, but, like, he doesn't, he's only 22 months old. So he doesn't, like, know mm-hmm. how to, like, form sentences, but. Uh-huh. Dude, my yeah. iPad's going to die. Well, then, this this is it. This <laughs> is the end of the episode, guys. Yeah, this um, is it. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, as I said, I did not rewatch this because there's no one I love enough to rewatch this fucking episode for. So there's that. <laughs> uh, rate us on iTunes positively. Yes, please do. And um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh-huh. Twitter, and. Twitter. Um, Send yeah, us an email saying us, telling us how much you love us. Um, Suspiria Especially podcast, if you're from Sweden. If you're yeah, one Sweden, of the people from Sweden. You. Mm-hmm. I see you. Yes. Yeah. Please write me. <laughs> Preferably letting me know that you're over 30 and you're single. And a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got to clarify it. Got it, yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> 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 so, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yes, we will. Yes. For sure. For okay. shizzle. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.